Hi everyone, it's Devin. I'm a psychiatrist. Welcome to the Huddle Wisdom podcast. It's really, it's really nice to hear some positive feedback um, from you folks out there about the um, the resources that we've been putting out. Uh, in particular, the um, Emotional Storm Toolkit. Um, I do, I do need a better name for it. Uh, if you have any suggestions, please let me know. Um, it's free. It's on the website. You can download it. Um, just drop us your email. Um, just go to huddlewisdom.com forward slash get tools. Um, and the idea is to help you to design a roadmap that allows you to figure out um how you can safely navigate through emotional storms or tantrums, meltdowns, um, and hopefully prevent them, um, and hopefully uh, create more harmony in your home or wherever you have your children. Um, today, uh, this episode, it's it's called Zombies and Bayes' Theorem. Uh, now, I'm not a mathematician, so for the mathematicians out there, uh, go, gent go, go gently with me. But um, the episode is really my understanding of um, the idea, this idea that uh, while you can't be certain about the future, if you have good information or at least better information at hand, you can increase the probability of a favorable outcome. So, um, the other part, the other title to this episode is Why Your Intuition Isn't Always Going to Save You from an Apocalypse. So, I hope I've got you interested, and um, I'll see you very soon. Uh, I hope you find this helpful. Thanks, my friends. Hey, what's up, my friends? It's Devin. I'm a psychiatrist. Welcome to the Adult Wisdom Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking a little bit about intuition and why relying on our intuition isn't always the best thing to use when we're making big decisions. Sometimes we make decisions in the moment without spending any time thinking about whether it's really a good decision or not. Imagine that you are in a post-apocalyptic world, like you're uh, one of the characters in The Walking Dead, right? You're a member of Rick Grimes' uh, crew. You're a badass. You've survived all the way from day one all the way to season 11. By the way, I'm still bummed that they killed Glenn. I love that guy, <laughs> not just because I'm Asian. So anyway, they killed Glenn 
And I'm still, I'm still a little bit sore about that. But okay, imagine you're a character in Rick Grimes' group. Uh, you come across a survivor you've not met before. The question you ask yourself is, do you avoid them? You know, they could be some crazy cannibal. They could be some uh, some person part of a, a, an antagonistic group that's out to um, destroy you. Do you cast them aside or do you let them into your crew? Well, you don't know. Um, but you know that you've lost people in the past. So you can't always trust people to do the right thing, especially when they are in survival mode. But at the same time, you were once one of those lost people and Rick Grimes found you and let you in. And you know, as well as Rick, that you've done a lot of good for the group. In heck, you've survived um, 10, uh, 10 plus uh, seasons, right? So how do you decide what is the right decision right decision, and what is the wrong decision? Will you be paralyzed into doing nothing? Will you agonize for days about what to do? Will you flip-flop and vacillate? Uh, will you leave it to someone else to make the decision? Will you have a nervous breakdown? <clears throat> there are very few sure things in life, but we often agonize over the decisions that we make in life as though there has to be certitude with what we choose to do. Do I go to university? Do I get a job? Do I have a gap year? Uh, I go talk to that girl? Do I go talk to that guy? Feel me, right? Do I go out for a walk today? Do I stay home in my room so I don't have to face the world? Do I, should I, could I, etc., etc. There are many times, there are times that many of us feel like uh, we're just complete failures or that um, all is lost if we make the wrong decision. Um, especially if that decision ends in an unfavorable outcome. But you don't know if your decision is going to end in a favorable or an unfavorable outcome. We cannot know with certainty what an outcome will be. But what I want to say to you is that if we develop good habits and mental models over time, the probability of a favorable outcome can tilt in our favor, but we have to be in it to win it. Think about playing roulette. I'm not encouraging gambling at all, but it's just the first example that com comes to the top of my head. By the way, it's the end of the day. Uh, it's been a busy day in clinic. And um, <clears throat> it's been hard. But um, I love you guys so much that um, I just wanted to share this with you. This is something I've been thinking about a lot recently. Um, I've been reading this book uh, about mathematics. I know it's a bit nerdy. 
but um decided <clears throat> the, the thing anyway okay i've been reading this book and um one of the things i've taken away from it uh, is this so you know how in life we 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 are met with these opportunities to make a choice sometimes we think that um, our choices are um, going to end in absolute disaster or it's going to be an absolute win. Now, obviously, life is not quite like that. And we're never going to be able to predict the outcome of the uh, choice that we make. But one helpful way of making, of push, of of a, one helpful way to um, to make a decision is to think in probabilities rather than uh, in black and white sorts of terms. So there's this idea of Bay, uh, sorry, there's <laughs> Bayes' theorem, um, where the probability of an outcome can change uh, as we gather better and better information because it changes the probability of a certain outcome. So think about playing roulette, right? There's a fixed probability that you will lose more than half the time. The house will win more than half the time. If you play enough times now if you play enough times you end up losing more than you win but life is different life is not so much a casino although sometimes we perceive it to be where there are winners and there are losers it's not quite as simple as that the probabilities of outcomes isn't fixed but we believe that they are because of errors in our thinking. Our mindsets are stuck in unhealthy patterns of gloomy thinking. And, you know, but what I want to say to you is that the probability of winning can tilt in our favor if we learn to uh, develop an edge by making adjustments, altering the conditions of play so that the probability of favorable outcomes tilts in our favor. But the thing is, you have to play and you have to play often enough to see the good outcome happen or be realized. You're always going to have bad days, but you have to play long enough to also get the good days. But we as human beings are very loss averse. We don't like losing. We don't like not winning. So sometimes because of that, we simply just fold and stop playing. The fear of loss is too great and it hamstrings us. Now, returning to our zombie apocalypse example, you can agonize all you want. In the end, you're going to have to make a call. Do you bring some new people in or do you jettison them, you ignore them, you avoid them? But now you know that you can tilt the probability of a favorable outcome in your direction if you have good, reliable information. 
I butchered Bayes' theorem just now, uh, but I paraphrase. So you can adjust the probability of an outcome uh, if you get better information so that you can then make a decision based on that information, right? Often we don't have good information because we are making assumptions about something, presumptions, we have biased thinking, we do, uh, um, uh, we, we make prejudgments, we rely on hearsay. So it's not even direct evidence, you know, hearsay is like third hand information. So we first have to know that the information that we, we are relying on is good enough to allow us then to make good enough decisions. Um, I would rather be approximately right than precisely wrong, according to my man, Warren Buffett. Uncle Warren, the greatest of all time. In order to get good enough information, we need to do a few things. We need to have a way of thinking about our own thinking. I encourage you to use checklists to reduce the risk of error in your thinking, like aeroplane pilots, for example. Don't assume things. Don't be a lazy thinker. We like to think that we can recognize trends and patterns around us, and then invariably we jump to conclusions because that's our nature. And because we're lazy thinkers, we can be easily satisfied with our initial answers. And you see that a lot with highly intelligent people, people with high IQs who seemingly just do dumb stuff. It, it, mysteriously irrational. Not because I think they are dumb, but I just think that they are lazy thinkers. IQ has nothing to do with rationality. Obviously, there's an advantage to thinking fast in the heat of the moment, but there are lots of times when you need to slow down and take greater care in thinking. So show some intellectual humility, but it takes effort. So, you know, I think there's something to be said for developing self-control, emotional discipline, and persistence. Get good information so that you can be a little bit more certain about the probabilities um, that you're going to rely on to make a decision. Um, and like I said before, if you've got a good way of um, finding information that's unbiased and not tainted by uh, your not tainted by the things that you 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 presume to be true about something, um, you know, and you get the information, the facts from the horse's mouth, from direct from the source. Uh, I think that helps you to make better decisions because the information is cleaner. You know, it's uh, it's more direct, free from influence, so to speak. But you need good information in order to get a sense of the probability of an outcome. Now, um, the, 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 the probability of an outcome may not be in your favor. But like I said before, I think if you develop good enough mental models and habits in life, 
you can start to tilt um, situations so that they play out in your favor if you play enough times. But you have to play in order to win it. I guess the point of what, I guess what I'm trying to say is we cannot predict the outcomes of our decisions in life. We, we have choices to make. We can choose to do nothing. And obviously, if we do nothing, uh, or if we shirk our responsibilities, or we shirk our obligations, or we, if we choose to do nothing because we're fearful, well, the outcome is not going to be favorable, 100%. That's what I think. But you have to make a choice if you want that outcome to be better than nothing. Uh, but in order to do that, you need good information. And um, it's much better if you've got good habits and mental models, which helps you to stay in the game for a longer period of time so that you can then see a favorable outcome happen for you. Like I said before, we always get good days and bad days. However, with good mental models and habits, you can tilt the, out, the probability of an outcome in your favor. And um, as long as you play enough hands, eventually you might win but you have to play. Another thing I wanted to say is that um, successful people who are good at making rational decisions tend to read widely. They tend to read more. They spend time thinking more. I don't know if that is something that fits with what I'm talking about. Oh, I think it does because if you read broadly, you expose yourself to things that you wouldn't normally be exposed to in your day-to-day. -day. What you'll discover is that there are these universal truths that applies uh, across the board. It doesn't matter what industry or field that you're in. There are these universal principles time and time again uh, you see it play out. And um, I think it's helpful because it helps you. I think it's helpful to, to read broadly for, the, for, the, for that benefit of knowing that there are universal principles that you can apply um, to different situations, even in situations that you're unfamiliar with. And um, if you know these truths, uh, you be able to, again, tilt the probability of a favorable outcome in your favor. Uh, but again, you have to play. So my encouragement to you is that don't, don't feel stuck thinking that the decision before you is make or break. It could be make, it could be break. Who cares? As long as you play enough hands and if you have good enough information and if you have good enough mental models and frameworks and uh, habits, you can tilt 
the probability of a favorable outcome in your favor. So going back to that zombie example I mentioned before, you are in a much better position if you know a lot of stuff. If you know a lot of stuff about human nature, you are ahead of the game. You have an edge. Because you've read a lot, you don't have to be a psychiatrist to understand human nature. But I encourage you to read. Read as much as you can. Seriously. Read. Read, 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 read. If you can't read, listen to an audiobook. Listen to as many audiobooks as you can and pick um, topics that you wouldn't normally be interested in. Persist with it. Persevere. Try it. It's going to help you survive a zombie apocalypse. I cannot promise you that it will help increase your chances of survival. Actually, I could say that it increases your chances of survival, but it's not going to guarantee that you'll survive, okay? <clears throat> That's just a caveat from me there. Disclaimer. Uh, okay. So um, in, a zombie, in a zombie apocalypse, uh, hang out with well-read people. It doesn't matter what their IQ is. As long as they are well-read people, I think you you'd be okay. I think you can. Uh, I think you will have a better chance of survival with those people. I'm surprised that Rick Grimes' group survived that long. Um, the only person that's really well-read in that group was uh, I think Eugene and Morgan, and. Anyway, maybe they survived that long because they had Eugene and Morgan. Anyway, they were very well-read, weren't they? Negan's very well-read. Look at how well he turned out, objectively. I mean, let's, let's talk about pre-Rick Grimes, okay? Negan turned out pretty well. Yes, he was a ruthless, psychopathic sort of person, but you can argue, was he actually psychopathic or was he just surviving? I don't know. That's another topic for another day, but... Choose well-read people. You can be a well-read person. Read, read, read. Okay, my friends, that is enough from me this week. It's Devin. I'm a psychiatrist, uh, the host of the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. Thank you for um, sticking it out with me. I hope that you got something out of this episode. The message is read a lot. Tilt, tilt the outcome to your advantage by getting good information. How do you know what good information is? Well, you get a sense of that because you've read widely and you've got self-control, you've got emotional discipline and you have persistence. That's what it takes to survive, not intuition. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye-bye. Hey guys, just letting you know that um, I'm going to have a break from the podcast for the next couple of weeks for the school holidays. Um, but uh, yeah, I look forward to catching up with you when I return. I hope you have a great uh, 
day, a great week, a great month, and um, yeah, catch up with you when I get back. Cheers.